0: The spiritual ego is really, really hard to recognize in ourselves. It's really hard to recognize in ourselves. It's the hardest to transcend because it's that last place. So when we first start our awakening process and we become conscious, we are able to observe ourselves and our thoughts. We don't identify with our thoughts. We first discover the ego. We realize that the ego is that part of us that's gossiping, that's judgmental, that is. Um, you know, this identity that we were forced to create from a very young age that was very, very important to our survival. But then we realized like, oh, I am actually God. I am actually oneness. So that is not me. And then as we start our spiritual journey, the ego hides within that spiritual process and hides within the spirituality as the identity. So now that we've evolved to our identity was, you know, a sports player, our identity was a trombone player, our identity was this, our identity was a college student, our identity was these things, a corporate whatever. And then we're like, oh, I'm a spiritual person. And then we're like, oh, that ego is like, oh, I need that place of that spiritual person identity rather than the formlessness that Eckhart Tolle talks about to hide. The ego will identify with really anything that we're placing in front of it. So if you are doing a lot of music, you're like, I am a magician which is a beautiful identity but it's also not you. So when we're like I'm a spiritual person, we are identifying with this idea that also is not us. The ego is very much a shapeshifter. Throughout our lives it will shapeshift into a lot of different ways and become a lot of different things and really use itself as a way to protect us and the less aware that we are, the less sneaky it needs to be. So because you have made it so far, because you have come so far in your spiritual process, in your journey, and that you are at the place where you are in spirituality, consciousness, you are understanding yourself, interconnected to everything else. The ego needs to be more sneaky about where it can hide rather than when you are 16 years old and you're like, I love sync," And I, you know, you are very comfortable with the ego running the show. So the less aware we are of it, and you know this with people that are very egoic, you can call them very egoic, you're like, oh, you're not very conscious. So as we evolve in our consciousness, the ego becomes much more sneaky and hides in the spiritual identity of the spiritual ego. So the more our awareness expands, the more complex and nuanced the spiritual ego needs to be. And this is why we see those spiritual leaders and we all know them. It's like part of the process where they have these giant egos, but yet they are so conscious. So we've seen a lot of teachers over time that are incredibly powerful, profound, sharing incredible insights of consciousness of the earth, but then the ego is not in check, oftentimes because they're having that egoic identity affirmed every single day through their teaching, through their lessons, through their lectures, and so the ego is very able to hide. So the greater the consciousness, sometimes the the more difficult for the spiritual ego to, to be eradicated or kind of worked with or recognized. And it doesn't need to be eradicated. We can talk about that later, but it's like the recognition or the coexisting with that spiritual ego. And there's really no safer disguise than the spiritual seeker for the ego. And this is why... Um, so often there's so many wars based on religion. There's so much trauma based on religion because of the belief that God wants me to do this, or this is the will of God. This is the will of Allah. This is the will of whoever. And that basically, that identity of that religion gives people the permission in their minds to act from the the space of the spiritual ego, which is separation, which is judgment, which is condemnation. So the spiritual ego is really, really rampant within religion, really, really rampant within these different dogmatic principles and why we can find it as a way to continue to judge and separate. But within the spirituality space, which is much more open, less dogmatic, much more free flowing, there isn't like that identity so much to the one religion or the one belief system. But it still provides an opportunity for the for the spiritual ego to hide. So you can probably relate to these f- ideas on, you know, your spiritual journey. I definitely can. So at being addicted to spiritual knowledge. So you want to read more, you want to watch more, you want to consume more, you want to just continue consuming all this information. That was me for so long. I mean, my podcast game was like, do you have a single thought that is your own? <laughs> Like sometimes at the end of it, I would be like sitting in my car, dead silence. I'd be like, hello, (laughs) because I needed to call back to myself and my own thoughts. I would be consuming so much information because I was so excited by it, because it was so fascinating to me, because I loved it so much. But it was also because I was working to create this new identity for myself because I had left another one behind. So I'd left the corporate world Krista behind, the blogger Krista, whatever those Krista identities were. And I was stepping into this new space and I was like, okay, how can I help build the walls of my ego around me? What tools, texts, and resources can I do that? So it was the, and it is the addiction to spiritual knowledge because we all know that probably the most spiritual thing is really to sit in peace and silence, to look in, to be quiet to be present with nature, to be present with our relationships, to be present with the world around us. And so it takes us out of of presence and then also gives us that opportunity to just kind of be known as the seeker. And once there is that identity of the spiritual person or the seeker, that's where the ego is. So we know we are not our identities. We are not a seeker. We are not a spiritual person. We are this ever-present, beautiful, forever, infinite being, but we have these identities. So we also know that on the spiritual journey, we can probably relate to this feeling where we feel a sense of ourselves being enhanced. Um, If we are all perfect, if we are all whole, no matter the situation, if God is looking at us all without judgment, with acceptance and love and purity of every part of the process, even if we find it to be repulsive or we disagree with it. Part of the spiritual journey is a feeling that we're getting better. We're enhancing ourselves. And I do this all the time. It's hard. It's hard to catch yourself where you're like, oh, because I'm meditating every day. I'm freaking amazing. I'm these things. That is still separation and othering and not like true, true oneness. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up.